0: If you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. So welcome podcasters. This is my guest and it's Rachel April, but that's, you've got another name as well. Do You call yourself Rachel April. Rachel April Phillips. April Phillips, but we know you as Rachel April. Yes. Yeah. Um, So first of all, I'm really, really delighted to have you as my very, very first guest. Um, Congratulations. Yay. (laughs) Thank you. And we were having a quick chat before we kicked off about um, about all kinds of stuff. In a very short space of time, we did a lot of stuff, but we talked specifically about rule-breaking. And and I learned about how you've reinvented yourself in, in a very short time, a lot of times already. And, and you're having to reinvent yourself again now because you've been caring for someone for eight months and really having to start again. So there's all that, but also there's the kind of, talking about breaking rules and building that into the wider spectrum of humanity you know that was prompted by George Floyd so it couldn't be more timely so we're just gonna have a conversation we'll just chat and we'll see where we go
1: that's fantastic thank you for having me on this podcast your very first one congratulations
0: thank you very much so um so what's it like being back after eight months you you've literally within three weeks you you know you're still really grieving for someone who you lost who was very dear mm. to you um mm. so what's what's reinvention looking like for you at the moment um you know what i never thought i needed
1: to take a um, eight-month break i'm a I'm a, a type personality i work all the time um and, and um prior to it we just started talking to my husband just taking more time to kind of. Well, You know, the, the, you hear the work-life balance, but I mean, really, truly, when you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> you're going out, you, you find the doors that are open and you, you take the opportunities. But, so for me, actually, the eight months in a way was a good thing. Um, again, it wasn't planned. I thought I was going to go then, I was going to be able to do some work. But um, I realised that my auntie needed me more than my work. So, um, and it was very scary to just drop everything because, you know, as a, you know, I, I cast myself as young, I'm all, mm, something. <laughs> and so you know, well, <laughs> so we were at that age, you know, and I was like, I love social media. I love connecting with people. I love it, I love it, I love it. And so it's hard to kind of stop. So that whole thing of stopping, you know, your followers goes down your engagement, all that kind of stuff. But I knew my auntie needed me more. And I also knew it was a kind of like a, like the universe was doing something through me, I think I was growing through that time as well. I learned a lot about um, loving someone. I learned about serving someone. I learned about myself, you know, and, you know, what, you know, what I like what I don't like, you know, because there's a lot of people. So what it was, when the place I left, I knew, I used to know a lot of friends and people in the area my aunt used to live. But um, I left there 20 something years ago because I was hanging around the wrong kind of people. They weren't going where I wanted to go. Mm. So me coming back was meeting all those people all over again, you know, so it was quite a hard journey, but I think the universe used it in a good way to kind of reinvent, that like push me out of my comfort zone, push me out of my because sometimes you get lazy after you've come out, you've developed yourself but the universe wants you to keep developing We don't stop developing, you have to keep moving and sometimes you can get comfortable in just, I've done enough, that's enough now wanna rest, yeah. you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm it. it's okay. Yeah, but the universe, you know, you want more. You know, you want more for yourself. So this is not enough. So me going to that experience in my aunt really taught me so much. So I've come back a better person. Yes, I'm raw in one sense, but also joyful that I had that eight months with her. Mm. I mean, she talked about her travels all around. She was a traveller. She travelled everywhere. Even if she didn't know the country she would go and meet new people. I mean, she was awesome. It was, yeah.
0: <laughs> it was fantastic. It was really, it really good. And right. yeah. so join myself. You you talked about your, your childhood and being with the wrong people. So yeah. you must you had to break some rules then. So I I want to define you and I know what we mean. But when we talk about breaking rules, we're not talking yeah. about being lawless or or disrespecting anybody. It's but it's about defining redefining if you like things that you tell yourself like those hidden rule sets that we think are rules but they're not really those things yeah. so you had to do that quite early on so how did you do that
1: you know what i think um so it's a funny thing i my mom and dad um i won't say they didn't divorce they just separated so i came to the uk when i was three years old and um just a year ago my dad connected back with me on Facebook. So I haven't seen him for 36 years, 37 wow. years. And I don't know, you know how Facebook works, you can connect with someone, 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 someone. And so he reached out and, um, which was kind of weird at this time as well, obviously, you know, having a adopted mum and you know, all that kind of stuff. So he was telling me a bit of stories of when I was young, which I couldn't remember and all that kind of things. And I, I, I realized in my family, I'm more of a free-spirited person, my family are quite rigid, you know, the doctors, lawyers are kind of like stiff, I'm more of the creative person, so I've always had to kind of, you know, breaking, I always had to break rules, you know, I was more of a huggy person, they weren't huggy, so from a young age, I knew I was kind of different, you know, Uh so um, I knew my path was going to be different from my family, so... I knew I had to make the choice to be that because I didn't like what I was seeing from my family perspective. They were lovely people, but they just they didn't communicate, they didn't talk, they were just very quiet. And I'm like, I'm free spirited. I wanna meet people, I wanna connect, I wanna explore the world, you know? So I think from a young age, I've always been breaking the rules in the sense of like, doesn't matter what you see or what you've been raised in, you have to go with your authentic self. And I had to kind of define what that meant for me. So. As growing up I realised I was going here and a lot of my friends were going here. And obviously as you grow up you realise the word authentic, you realise being true to yourself. I didn't know that when I was young, but I knew that um, that feeling of being happy, that feeling of peace. I needed to follow it a lot more in the things that I did. And that's kind of kinda of directed me on the um, sense of um I wonder if you call it rule breaking, but really just not following the 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 high, the um, The herd, doing your own thing, yeah, and and I've always listened to that voice of doing my own
0: thing. So I've always been like that, really, from a young age. That's really interesting. But as you, because I was going to say, how did you know that? But you, but you didn't. You just knew. You knew what you didn't want, but but you hadn't got that clarity about who you were really were and what mattered to you at that point. No,
1: no, no. It was more later as I got older that I started going through personal development again because of after spending 20 odd years with the wrong crowd of people and losing everything and then realizing that actually wasn't me who I was hanging about with and you hear that all the time top three people you hang about with what you read and you hear it but you're like yeah mm, it doesn't work (laughs) (laughs) but when you go through personal development you realize actually it's true Who, who you keep around with who you hang about with does affect you no matter how much you try and I remember I turned 13, I was looking in the mirror and I, was looking, I wasn't happy with the person I was looking back at. This person was looking back at me and was like, you're not happy with where you are, you're not feeling um, fulfilled, you know people around you don't really care about you, what are you going to do about it? So I had to really start all over again. I literally moved from London, um, came to the north of England with my husband, put my children in new school, and I literally did everything. I relocated just to start all over again.
0: And, and is why um, you did it? Yeah yeah right okay yeah
1: yeah I relocated so I could just start all over again and just not be in the same environment because the environment was toxic the environment wasn't you know conducive to a family upbringing to Mm -hmm. my marriage to who I was as a person um if you watch my videos I talked about it on what I actually went through which was quite bad so um yeah I needed to I needed to reinvent and I think um there's a great book Uh, I wish I had the title. It's a really good book. She's written two books. I think she talks about reinventing yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll try and see if I can probably give it to you after the um, the podcast. Yes, I can
0: drop the link in the the text. Yeah, Yeah.
1: It's a really great book. And it's a really (sighs) small book. It doesn't take long to read. But it talks about how all the celebrities, you know, we all know them as um, certain names, but they're all born with different names. And when you talk about reinventing, you might have to even reinvent yourself when you're older, you know, you might have to kind of define who you are, choose your own name, choose your own identity, because we get stuck with the name that our parents gave us. And maybe, you know, it's okay. And you love your parents, but they didn't really know you. When you're growing up for yourself, you need to define who you are and what you want out of life. And that might even mean changing everything about yourself. And it's okay to do that. It's a really good book.
0: That's really interesting because you, you talked about that earlier as well, and I think, um, about being comfortable, and I think that's what happens to so many of us. And we we get to a certain stage in life, and I, and it happens. I think it's it kind of creeps up on us from around mm. mid thirties, and then and then becomes more intense through our forties, and God forbid when you get into your fifties. But um, is what we stop feeling able to do that reinvention, and and yet if you think back, it's actually the most natural thing in the world. If you think about how much. We expose children to how much they have to deal with new stuff, week in, week out. New schools, new subjects, new exams, new whatever. Mm. And yet, and yet, we get to that place. And even if that place is not comfortable, and you could so easily have stayed in London, couldn't you? Mm. Um, yeah. been- I was having fun. <laughs> <laughs> The the
1: north is really different. I mean, it's very, I mean, again, I live in a little country and it's beautiful. I mean, the people here are absolutely amazing. At first, when I first um, viewed the house, because I bought the house in auction, morning, and I was like, in London, no one says hello. No, in I know. they're like, so, you know, total stranger, you know, and it's like, morning, I was like, morning, it's like, I was like, it felt a bit weird, you know. And then after I moved in, my next door neighbor brought me sugar, brought me um, tea bags, you know, and just said, just in case you haven't unpacked, there you go. And she goes, oh, here's candles. And I was like, buy candles because we have blackouts. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's been, it's been, I've really, really enjoyed it. And again, we're the only kind of like mixed race family. I'm the only black person in my village. Hmm. So I've had a really, really, wonderful time and I was nervous but you know obviously my husband's European so it's okay but and this is the reason why I mean I've my my daughter really pushed me into this whole thing that's happening now in the world because you know when you don't go through racism yourself because I've grown up in environments that you know luckily I haven't been through racism I grew up in Hackney so where there's a lot of people look like me and I moved into um, Essex where there was a couple of people that looked like me and then I moved to the north in the quiet place where it has been okay so through my life I haven't had racism so when you don't have it it's not in your face and so you don't want to you know you don't want you, you kind of pretend it doesn't happen but it does happen you know my children experienced it a little bit when they first came here but
0: that was it you
1: know yeah. you want to be you know a good citizens so you don't try and talk about it you know but
0: Yeah, that's really, I'm really glad you got to that bit because it's, this is so timely and you and I were talking again about humanity and how, I I really hope there's a good resolution here. And I I feel a little bit hopeful, but then I was really hopeful when we got the COVID crisis and I thought the environment, the planet was going to be safe, but that's not looking likely. But, Mm. um, but I, with the whole reinvention thing, you know, I'm someone that struggled, you know, I'm the classic, um, white lower middle class you know i've never been rich but i've never been uncomfortable you know and i live in a nice part of the world and nice friends and you know Mm, (laughs) a nice mm. life and archetypal liberal person that would say well no you shouldn't do that but actually nothing beyond that um Mm, mm. and i think this is an opportunity for people to really think deeply about how they behave and not just about race, but about everything about, you know, what binds us together, what keeps us apart, what, what subtle things we do without even realizing that we're, we judging people for and and the whole abuse of power. And I think that's what this is really about is abuse of power is people are no longer willing, I hope Mm. to to Mm. accept from anyone, you know, presidents, politicians, Mm. um, actors, actors, I don't know, whoever, to tell us what to do and how to do it. And in our own way, if we reinvent ourselves and what we want for us, yeah. then there's a chance that that trickles into, you know, what you've created for your family. yeah. It trickles out into the wider community and then, and then it trickles out. And I probably shouldn't. But I, I was going to say shouldn't stray because that's the other thing. That's the other white middle class thing is, oh, you don't support politics. You don't do that you don't talk religion and um and you know with we don't talk about like and that's the yeah like black well do i say black i don't know what should i say <laughs> like, because then, that in itself is a whole why yeah. are you thinking that <laughs> yeah yeah you know what
1: it's because it's 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 before i think it was the 16th century when race was actually came in I and mean, we we looked at each looked at each other by the color of our skin prior to that the world didn't see color it was we all we all actually traded just because of you're a nice person i'm a nice person you know race came in in the 16th century because so of slavery. It, not no it was because more of um they made money out of um black people you know because we um so what happened was it was that we went to start doing trade more from, like, the point of view that will work for you. Because in Africa, you it wasn't called slavery. You could you could pay for someone to work for you, you know, yeah. like a housemaid or all that kind of thing. And yeah. so when the Europeans came to um, Ghana, that was from that point of view, We they got the Ghanaians saw that, that we were coming, they were going to pay us to work in America and all those kind of things. Yeah. They didn't know that they were going to do, obviously, the the crazy stuff that they did with us. So when they found out people came back from America, they said, "Actually, they're killing us. They're doing all this stuff." Yeah. Then we, we we went crazy because we actually came to just partner with the Europeans because there wasn't such a thing as race in those days. Uh-huh. But the Europeans saw a lot of um gold, a lot of copper, a lot yeah, of yes. diamond, all those kind of things in uh, Africa, and they wanted to um capitalize on it. But you know, as we were, we were to give it to you. You <laughs> know, we're not, we're not so-called barbarians and fighters we would have given it to you yeah so i think i think as well we could we we judge a book by the cover and because we probably look strong and scary and whatever as they say yeah thought it would an easy way if they dominated us that would be the best way to do it when yeah we we didn't need to do that we would have given it to you anyway you know because there's enough to go around this is the thing when you think of lack you think that's not enough to go around This is the reason why you would want to dominate someone else. But the world has been here for millions of years and the resources are always going to be here. So there's no such thing as that. There's enough enough for everyone. Truly there is enough for everyone. You're different to me. So what I want will be different from what you want. So I'll be going on my corner doing my thing. You'll be going on your corner and there's going to be enough. And the world keeps reproducing. The world's nature, nature, mother nature keeps reproducing, doesn't die. So for you to think that's not going to be enough so you can dominate someone else is, is absurd as a human being, you know. Mm-hmm. It's all about, and again, going back to what I said before we did the podcast, no one knows the reason why you're here. So you need to identify your purpose. What is your purpose? Why are you on the planet? You know, why were you born? Yeah, obviously we didn't have the choice. Mum and dad fell in love, had sex, had us, so we <laughs> didn't have a choice to be here. <laughs> so it's too late. You can't <laughs> choose, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well they comes kind of fun in your life when you have to start deciding
0: what you want. Mm. What you know, what do you want out of your life? Yeah, yeah, you're right. But it doesn't have to I think people can get hung up on and I've talked about this in, in some of my podcasts, in in that that's like the one thing, like there's only one thing, but but there isn't. You do have to choose, but you don't have to choose a forever thing. It you can choose no, that and then choose again later. Of course. I think everyone has, should have, that's why we've got 10 fingers.
1: You should be able to do 10 things. Yeah. but not Everyone can do 10 things. It's a journey. You might start off with one and then you move from one to two, or you might do one and then you add on to everyone's different. And that's the thing you, yes, there's no one purpose, but you have to be on the journey because you're going to be all going to live and die, but you want to make sure that journey that you lived and died, you fulfilled yourself. You were happy you know, you have the basic, you know, uh, Maslow talks about the hierarchy of needs. You know, we need shelter, yeah. we need love, we need, you know, to make sure we can eat, you know. So once all of your five basic things of humanity is taken care of, then the rest is, well, you, you decide what you want to do with that. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, so, you know, it's not all about um, that one thing, that one purpose, cause we're on a journey, we change. I, who I am now is not definitely who I was when I was in my 30s, and I'm sure same as you, you know. Mm-hmm. For
0: us to think, you know, some people say, find your one purpose. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing people like deer in the headlights going, oh, "What's the purpose? I don't, I don't know what the purpose is." Um, you must get this. So tell us about so with your current reinvention. Is this the Rachel Academy? Is that where you're putting your energy into now? Is there something else that's happening? Ratio Coding going for 14 years. It's yeah. not actually a
1: new invention. It's, it's been, I've been doing it for 14 years. So it was called a different name when I first started out eight years ago. But yeah. to me, it's not really, I'm not reinventing. I'm adding more different things to it from yeah. my experience and what I learned. Because after talking to clients and speaking to people, and also through after, coming back after eight months, for some reason, like I said, I reinvented myself, went through a journey, I cleansed all the crazy things that was going on like I knew the universe was you know told me to go to the after my aunt. I thought I was gonna be there for two weeks so I was there for eight months but I, I I know it was a process of learning you know because I've come back a bit more confident about myself I've learned about um love a lot of people are scared of love you know this but, but you know what when you open up your heart and you know let someone else love you and you love someone back it can do so much wonders you know what I mean especially if love someone that doesn't actually have the same view because my aunt and I used to argue all the time <laughs> <laughs> she had completely different viewpoints to me we we'll, would we'll sit with a cup of tea and she would have a, um, a coffee and we would talk and talk to three o'clock in the morning debating and then we'll hug each other and then I'll go to bed I'll tuck her into bed and she'll be done <laughs> <That's
0: laughs>
1: it, it was beautiful it was lovely because you know you, you sometimes you think, oh, I, I can't relate or love someone that thinks different or, you know, yeah and, uh, it was a wonderful time. It was really, really good. So no, racial Academy is not a new, imbe- a new thing, something I've been doing for a while. But I'm adding different parts of um, what I've been learning and, you know, from talking with my clients, listening to them a bit more of what they want, you know, rather than just thinking this is what they want. I'm listening a bit more carefully okay you need this and I'm putting things in place to help them their journey because we can get caught up in media and where your branding your marketing your social media do this but again we are not robots each individual person is different each business is different so yeah Yeah. as business owners and we need to listen to that person and say actually you this might be what you they say you should do but i think maybe this is good for you or what do you want to do and then facilitate and help them to do that so that's what i'm building a system at the moment to help them do um do which hopefully will launch in November.
0: That sounds very cool, that sounds very cool and that, I think that's that's interesting maybe the world is coming to that point of, of being able to cope somehow with individuality Um because that's certainly something that I in the past I've followed the whole step by step do this do that do the do the next thing do the thing after that and you know like we're all like little sausages being produced mm. in our little businesses um, <laughs> without any sense of and and, and there's that kind of disjointed sense of "Mm, this doesn't feel quite right but I don't know why it doesn't Mm. and then you just need to sometimes make the tiniest adjustment because I find I feel like I've I've just done a 180 degree turn and everything's completely different Mm. but I don't know if you notice in my podcast I'm also reading from a book that that kind of predates my current reinvention yes and interestingly, so much of it is I think, oh, I still think that I still oh I still do that. Mm. Not all of it, but lots of it. And I think all that's changed is is how I feel about that messaging is, is... So what made you start doing the podcast?
1: What what made you like say, Okay, let me start this journey of podcasting? Um
0: in all honesty, I was following program so so covid 19 like like everybody else i got thrown into i i used to do online stuff and then i didn't and i was just floundering around not really doing anything very sensible at all going the oh, worries me i'm nearly 60 what am i going to do with my life so that's you look very well for 60 well oh, you're no. a darling well you look about 16 so <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll both accept those compliments so thank you um okay. So I was floundering around, and then and then COVID nineteen is like, oh shit! Well, I better do something online again. And so I went to this program. um, they had to do funnels, online funnels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the training I was going through, they said, right, what you need to do is is some form of what they call publishing. So it's either video, podcast, or blogging. And I thought. I can write, but I, it's a bit. I mean, I'm writing a book at the moment, but it's really hard work. It's like pulling mm. my nails out. Mm. Um, and video, I, I think you know, I hate. I hate video, um, and so I thought podcasting I can do because you can probably tell I'm okay talking. Can talk. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, do, I d- decided I would adopt this midlife reinvention space because I think mm. no, I feel very knowledgeable about that I feel very mm. connected to it um, mm. and I've helped lots of other people through it and I've been through it and all that rubbish mm. so they just said don't even think about whether it's good or not just do it mm. Mm. and and so that's what happened I just thought okay to begin with nobody's listening <laughs> there's no one listening it's okay um, and gradually it's true I'm beginning to find a bit more of a groove bit more of mm-hmm. beginning to mm-hmm. find i'm sure it will it will look completely different three months from now six months from now yeah yeah but it's it's about it's about finding your audience isn't it and you know way more about this than i do because you're a social media queen and i loathe it <laughs> i have to learn to embrace some of it Oh,
1: you know what i wasn't at the beginning
0: you know i didn't
1: even want to come on to social media because i was in debt i was hiding from my debtors <laughs> oh Hello, me too. Debt. <laughs> like, if they find me, they'll be like, what are you doing? You owe us money. So I was like, very, very scared to even come onto social media. I was I was one of the kind of people that hid behind stuff and put a, <laughs> put a fake picture of myself. Because <laughs> I was in so much debt, I was just thinking, no, I couldn't do it. But I had to, this is the thing about personal development, I was like, well, if I don't get out there, there's no way I'm going to make money to pay a debt. Like, I have to reinvent to take me to where I need to go to get me out of my situation. Yeah. You know. So um and I, I was in so much debt when I started. I wasn't making no money but I thought I had to start. So I started off doing um a blog and I was yeah. talking about I started cuz I read this um article on um it was an online um, newspaper about this gentleman that started an eBay business and was making huge amounts of money, you know. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you know, I was in debt, I was like, really in debt. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was 2008 as well when all the crash, everything yeah, was like, yeah. a job. it was horrible. So I was like, just read this um, article about like, three, four times, I'm like, right, I'm gonna go and try and get an eBay business. So I went to um, my, um, there was this gentleman in was shop, they had like old DVDs and CDs and stuff and he was selling them for like five for a pound. I'm like, right. So I was like, trying to research, I started looking about niche, what were people like and I thought well I've got loads. i had about 400 DVDs that I used to have in my house because I used to shove it on when my kids went to talk i said, sit down watch a DVD <laughs> so I accumulated about loads so I just went into the house looked at all the DVDs I bought you know I thought well I need to get rid of it I don't think this is too much now the kids were growing up so I started packaging them and I just started selling them on eBay and Amazon as I waited I took pictures of it and I waited then about a week later I got a sale I was like, yeah, I and mean, it was only like three pounds, but I was like, oh, I'm seeing three pounds, I paid my first three pounds, you know. So, you know, huge bill, but three pounds was so excited. So, you know, I'm still like that now when I make a sale. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember how I was before. So I'm always rejoicing when I make a little sale because, you know, you don't get, you just thank the universe. So I started packing the DVDs, and that's how I started. And I started bit by bit, bit by bit. Trust me, I had no clue what I was doing. I was scared to go online, I was scared to show my face, but I knew
0: I had to come out of this to sort myself out. So and it worked? It worked, yeah. Was it because it gave you, was it that business, or was it the confidence that, that doing that gave you, or was it both? And, and, you
1: know, I think it was, I think when you step out and then you get one person comment on your blog or someone said, oh, I read this, this touched me, it kind of keeps pushing you to do, because I was doing videos and, you know, two views, Ten views, yeah. but you know what? I was just excited just to be doing something. Yeah, I didn't really care. So even to this day, I don't care about the numbers. I don't look at it because I'm just so happy to be able to do it that you yeah. know that this this opportunity of you know YouTube and you know Facebook gave us to be able to showcase ourselves. Yeah. You know, this is why I say we are all brands. You know, every single one of us is a brand. You know, the universe gave you that, that skill, that ability, that idea, that talent to make money. You got to use that to make money. That's our. That's what we are here for. That's what you are really supposed to do. Find out what you're supposed to do, and connect with other people and feed yourself. That's it. Yes. You know, and then make the world better.
0: <laughs> I like that plan. I like that plan. Feed <laughs> myself this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh. well, i'm mindful that i this is a stupidly short podcast and i feel like i could i'd want to talk to you for ages and maybe we could do a part two some other time if you'd be up for it That'd be um, lovely. but thank you so much for your time and your energy and it's just been lovely and i hope everyone else has enjoyed it as much as i have <laughs>